All right. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Video Ball is a piece of electronic entertainment. Video Ball is a sport you can play. Video Ball (laughs) is a sport everyone can play. Go play Video Ball. More info at videoball.net. I love that. It's a good ad. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is... You're not invited. No, but I want to go. You're not invited to listen to this episode. JK. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. This week we are talking about invitations. Invitations can be a sticky subject because you might have a lot of friends, but you might not want to hang out with all of your friends all of the time. And that's so normal. Uh, but some of those friends that you don't want to hang out with might be like, why aren't you hanging out with me? But you're hanging out with the other people. And you're like, come on, dudes, please chill. And so we're going to talk about when to chill. When to chill. First question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shall yeah, yeah, shall? Shall? Okay. yeah. I want to throw a surprise party for my friend's birthday. So fun. <laughs> But we have a large friend group and I can't accommodate everyone. Plus, I'd like to focus on the people the birthday friend is closest to. How do I only invite some people without hurting anyone's feelings? I love this question. And I also love the fact that this question included six exclamation points. One, two, three. Yeah, six. That's uh, a lot for like three sentences. (laughs) That's great. The good news for this asker is that this is for sure the easiest kind of party to not invite people to because it is a surprise party. So it's not like you're going to be Facebooking about it or like have a hashtag on Twitter on the days (laughs) leading up to the party. It's not going to happen because you want to keep it secret. So just say in the invite, shut the fuck up, everyone. Yeah, don't talk about it because it's a surprise. It's a surprise. You basically solved this. Yeah. (laughs) You solved the really sticky part about it, which is not letting word spread right exactly you can even add into your invite a more uh exclusive language so things like uh their preference or even your preference is to keep it small to keep it intimate maybe oh, even yeah to say like to make it have a, a lovely spin on it uh we want something low-key i think is an also a, a good way to put it as well i mean you said right in the question I can't accommodate everyone. So there's your answer. Right. You can just say I can't accommodate everyone and you don't need to explain from there because that's that's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't need to s- resemble a surprise party you see on TV. So like on the TV show Friends, they invited like 50 people plus everybody that they work with and they all jumped out of the shadows and like had balloons and confetti. That's not how this is going to work out. And that is fine. Did, did that really happen on Friends? No, but I can picture it really well. Yeah, so it must have. Did they have other friends though? It seemed like they didn't have a lot of other friends other than the seven friends. So, but they all dated so many people over the course of the show that it seems like they have a wider social network than just the, is it six friends? Three ladies, three dudes. Let's try and remember. Okay, there's Ross, the shitty one. Yeah. Rachel, the only one I remember liking. Yeah. Monica. I liked Monica a lot. Okay. Her anxieties made me feel alive. I like, there's this one episode where she's cleaning a vacuum and I was like, <laughs> I yeah, I yeah. like to clean a lot. Uh, Phoebe. Phoebes. I lost count already. Chan, me too. A couple boys in there. The yeah. point is, you don't need to invite all of your friends' friends. You do need to invite three do- dudes, three ladies, <laughs> all of them white, just like the TV show <laughs> Friends that was set in New York City 
because it's so realistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, I think really where the uh, the uh, keeping it d- down the DL is going to fall is actually after the party. Uh, because after the party happens, you should probably set some boundaries on sharing pictures. And you might even want to say this actually in your invite. Um, I've actually seen this posted before. Um, you can say to the group, hey, I couldn't accommodate everybody in our friend group. So it would, I would really appreciate it if we kept the pictures mostly to ourselves. Uh, that's really simple. And I think people will really follow that. Um, and, you know, obviously somebody's going to post a picture on Instagram. It's, right. it's going to happen. And it might even happen like a couple months after the fact. Those don't require any explanation. You didn't do anything wrong by not inviting people. But by setting boundaries on how you want to share on social media, you've already... Uh, made some steps to making people not feel uncomfortable or excluded. So you did your due diligence, I think. So my only hesitance about putting that thought into the invitation is because what if the other friends, it's like a more sensitive issue than this asker is letting on. What do you mean? I just have a bad high school memory of, I keep in mind this was high school, so everyone involved was in high school. So there were (laughs) high schoolers, teens, tweens, stupid stupid teens involved so that's probably why this happened i remember i was like allowed to have one party towards the end of graduation and it was the one party where i was like actually allowed to have beer because it was going to be in our house you know if you're gonna drink i want i'd rather you do it in the house trend (laughs) it was one of those situations because of that i like said in like the little facebook invite this was when invites on facebook were a huge deal Mm -hmm. um I, i can't bring everyone so please like keep this on the down low and that was a signal to every shitty person that came to the party to tell about it but keep in mind, high schoolers, shitty people, I don't <laughs> hang out with them anymore. So just a thought that some people love drama. I agree with you, Jen, that we can't account for everybody's shitty feelings. And I also agree with you that that is uh, a very teenager move. And this person might very well be a teenager. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's, there's, there's every possibility that this person is 17. Yeah. So I would say that if you are in a point in your life where you don't know that everybody in your friend group has like lived and learned and understood what it feels like to be excluded, then maybe don't post that on the invite. I think you might want to say something in person. Totally. I agree. Yeah, Yeah. definitely keep the restriction. I think that's really nice to like think of the people you weren't, you couldn't accommodate. Mm -hmm. Or like when you go, when everyone picks up their phones to Instagram, be like, hey, could we hold off on all posting these at the same time? It'll make, I don't really yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I do think that if you're in like your 30s or whatever, people have lived and learned and understood over the course of their lifetimes what it feels like to not be invited to something. And and again, this is a very universal feeling. There is not one person in that party who has been invited to every possible event in like their social group and all its tangents. <laughs> it's up to you whether or not you trust your friends to be understanding and how you move forward. But I do think that saying at some point, let's not post all these pictures everywhere also the thing you could do is offer some kind of alternative so uh when we went on a trip to australia one of the things that we did was we made a, a communal and shared dropbox where we all threw all of our pictures um and this wasn't necessarily to keep them off of social media because nobody gives a shit about our australia pictures <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. but it, it became a really good resource to just be able to look at those pictures and i think that the people who care about the party and about the pictures and about the social media are the people who attended yeah and they'll seek it out yeah if they really want those pictures they'll find a way and I really advocate for not tweeting the thing yeah you can have fun with friends and not 
not tweet about it. Right, right. You lose nothing yeah. by not tweeting. Yeah, I know that feels hypocritical because Trent and I tweet about the all fun the we have all the time. Yes. I understand. But that is just like a tiny insight into how much fun Trent and I have together. <laughs> just so you know, if I don't tweet every single time Trent makes me laugh because that would be all day long. My heart. Balance is everything. <laughs> There's also always something performative about posting on social media. You, When you post on social media about your friendships, about your friend groups, about the events that you attend, I think that you have to really bear in mind how that is viewed. And when Jen and I post on Twitter about like us like being good friends, um, I mean, I feel like that's just a picture of, of us and like, I don't know, who do we have fun with? I don't know. No one's coming to We've mind. We've never had fun. But if we wanted to go out and have fun. Hypothetically, if I- <laughs> Trin and I ever enjoyed ourselves with other people, I can kind of picture what that would look like. <laughs> when you post on social media ever, I think that it's good to think to yourself, what am I gaining by posting this? Is it just a insight into my life and trying to delight people with this tiny piece of my joy? Or is it, I would like to broadcast that I was here. And you don't want people to broadcast that they were there. Yeah, that's true. Not in the, Certainly not like this. Yeah. And you know, everyone does that sometimes. Oh, I, yeah. I certainly broadcast. I'm going to, if I go on vacation the next year, I'm going to broadcast it. Oh, yeah. But like, I mean, I understand that it's broadcasting and I'm not showing it to all my friends who couldn't like come with me. Right, like, right. I'm not, I'm not like sending photos to them directly. Right. <laughs> now I'm going to do that. That's so crappy. <laughs> So in conclusion, congratulations, you are planning the easiest party to not invite people to. It's a secret society party, which is great. Uh, And and two, like, you don't have to babysit people's feelings who don't attend, but there are simple steps that you can take to make sure that everybody is taking those people's feelings into mind and being sensitive as to how they talk about that in real life. Yeah. Good advice, Trin. Great advice, Jen. Thank you. Would you like to move on to the next question? I would. Um, I would like to read it if you don't Please mind. Please do. I shall. Sometimes my friends make plans on Twitter. It's a public space, so obviously I can see them doing it. I want to be included in this stuff, and when they make plans publicly without me, it bums me out. <laughs> I've considered just adding at them to tell them I'm available too, but I don't want to look like a creeper. What's the protocol here? Well, take the hesitance you feel seriously. Yes. The instinct you have to me seems like a very good instinct and that the little voice in your head telling you maybe you're about to do something not great or socially inappropriate. Lots of people struggle with the voice in the back of their head that tells them this because social anxiety can keep you from, you know, joining anything or doing anything. Or there's also the people that have zero inhibitions. You want to fall in the middle and that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. This is tricky especially because we always advocate for advocating for yourself. If you don't ask for opportunities, the answer will always be no and all that. Sometimes you do need to ask and you need to stick up for yourself, but. But you don't want to thrust yourself into something that wasn't actually intended to involve you. Yeah, I'm going to say don't do this. The protocol is don't. Don't invite yourself. When you see people talking about an event on Twitter, that is something that is not intended to involve you. Like actually look at that at symbol and interpret that symbol as an at like they're doing friendship at someone who is not you. And if the at symbol isn't there and they just say, hey, who in Seattle wants to get brunch? That's a whole different ballgame. That is an open invitation to say at person, yes, I am available. But that doesn't really appear to be where you are. Yeah. And I know this sucks and you feel left out. But but 
Trina, I agree that it's actually, it's just not about you in this situation. And if you're talking about people that you know on Twitter, which obviously I think from the question, these are people that you know and want to talk to, these are people who know where you are and how to reach you. You know, and sometimes plans and parties will happen and you won't be invited. It's not that they want to specifically not invite people. It's just that this particular party isn't appropriate for this number of people or uh, this far out of their friend group. It can be really hard to not internalize that and just think that those people, oh, they must hate me. Uh, They must be way cooler than me. They're forming their own group without me. Uh, But the truth is way more boring than that. The truth is often super boring. And the truth is this boring fact They just want to hang out with who they want to hang out with when they want to. And that is the right of any consenting human being. And it's boring, but it doesn't mean you're hated. The truth is often pretty lame and reasonable and boring. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't give people so much credit they would think to be manipulative like this. People are not that smart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're not. It's not like uh, you read all the conspiracy theories of like what politicians are doing. And I'm sure there's truth to some of them. But I also think humans are dumb and impulsive animals. Yeah. And they were not thinking when they like did the at symbol want to get brunch. They weren't thinking, oh, so and so is going to be upset if they see this. People are selfish. They want brunch. (laughs) (laughs) They just want to eat some fucking French toast. Yeah. And I I agree with you, Jen. I I don't think that it's, it's not like, okay. Think about how many times in your life you've texted your friends and been like, hey, do you want to get brunch and specifically not invite Marissa? It's always Marissa. (laughs) God damn it, Marissa. Nobody wants to invite me (laughs) to brunch. That's the thing is like people don't do that in their day to day. No. They just say like, I like the idea of drinking coffee in close proximity with these four people in particular. And then going to go home and go about my day and I'm not even going to think once about all the people I didn't invite. Because that's not how brains tend to work. And there are so many more people than you who weren't invited to brunch. Yeah. There are like a billion, billion people. That's too many. A few billion people that they did not invite to brunch. Not just you. Most of the planet they didn't invite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get the feelings too. Because if you don't ask for a seat at the table, literally or metaphorically, you will never get invited. Yes. But that said, there are way better kinder more friendshipy ways to like get more involved with your friends than joining a twitter thread we don't really think that making plans publicly on twitter is a good idea necessarily but it does happen especially when you're at something like a big convention or a big public event uh, because it's used for networking it feels safer than texting uh it's a little more it's there's like a few degrees of removal from yourself and your personal information than on twitter and sometimes it's just easy because you're talking to your friends on twitter and then it just you decide to move the conversation to an in-person discussion and just adding that onto the thread um, makes sense. Sometimes it's just simple to say, how about brunch? Uh, So again, we don't necessarily recommend making plans on Twitter. So when you're making your own brunch plans, which we strongly recommend you do, (laughs) do it over email, do it over group DM. I make public plans on Twitter when I'm at places like PAX. Yes. Wow, that was a lot of P's in that sentence. Yeah. Wow, that was a very alliterative sentence. Anyway, and I do it because the simple answer is Twitter is terrible on my phone and I have a hard time hitting the DM button. And also, uh, I don't have any phone numbers. Right. Like, the exchanging of phone numbers is the, like, I never think to do it. So that's literally the reason, and it's not because I'm trying to make plans in front of other people, but I will now be more conscious about that's what I'm doing. And that's, uh, I think, Jen, you made a really great point that you don't think, nobody thinks to ask for phone numbers anymore. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It seems really intimate to ask for somebody's phone number, to be honest. Yeah. And to some people it is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So I would encourage you to think about this from a different angle. 
that this is a conversation that maybe five years ago would have happened on the phone, <laughs> you know, and it's just <sighs> now it's happening on Twitter and yeah. you wouldn't have invited yourself to that phone call. <laughs> Three-way phone call, anybody? Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is such a good point. Yeah, pretend they're on a phone call. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're having their phone call really loudly in a public place. But kind of, which can be kind of rude. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, uh, it's up to you to sort out your own feelings about their plans right. that don't involve you. I also think we need to acknowledge the fact that people will make plans on Twitter. Oh yeah, and I'm you, going to. Yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you can't babysit or police your friends online. In fact, don't don't do that. Right, right. I mean, I, I might tomorrow be like, "Hey, Jen, do you want to like?" I know. Like, it just might happen. Yeah, anything could happen on the internet. <laughs> it's full of possibilities. Yeah. And speaking of that, I think we should acknowledge in this question that if if Twitter is consistently making you, the asker, sad, that's probably yeah. worth examining. And you are not alone. I've taken breaks from Twitter because for one reason or another, it's making me down and feel bummed and maybe think of replacing it even temporarily or bringing more positivity in your life. Tumblr. What a, t yeah. <laughs> I just always recommend yeah. Tumblr. Or whatever that looks like to you. Because if every time you're online and you feel sad from this one specific thing, that's going to be a lot of sadness in your day that you could probably avoid. Yeah. Uh, just go on, on Tumblr. Follow <laughs> me at trinitonic.tumblr.com. I have an amazing happy Tumblr with all kinds of happy fat animals on it. I love it so much. I collect round animals. I was just going to say this. Trin does this amazing thing that's basically a meme to me now, which is she reblogs. 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 I like it. I like it too. She reblogs reblogs animals, and underneath her caption is always round. <laughs> And it's just so delightful. And it always happens at like 10 or 11 p.m. at night. And I'm like, Trin is either drunk or high. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm usually in the similar state. So it's like a, it's like a ray of sunshine. Aww. It's the best. Round. Whenever I see a round animal, it is a ray of sunshine unto me. <laughs> and so when I reblog them, it is me spreading that sunshine elsewhere. Round. So we mentioned that maybe Twitter is making you sad because it's making you feel left out. But it also appears from your question that it might be specific friends who do this all the time. If you feel left out of this friend group, then Twitter might just be a symptom of a greater problem. You might want to first address this by, again, making your own plans and inviting them. Um, and if they consistently turn you down, I think that that says something about your friendship rather than their Twitter interactions. And there are other people you can spend your time with, people who don't reject your plans to go get karaoke times. Totally. If this is a, like Trin said it, this is a symptom of a larger problem, you should examine that and make some steps to put friendship in other places. Yeah, yeah. Take your, your, little, your little friendship tokens and stuff them into a different machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe put some in your own machine for a while. Stuff it right in your own machine. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Is that the entirety of friendship? I think we did it. <sighs> should we talk about something else? Nah. <laughs> all right well this no. is <laughs> i'm not very good at improvising you know how you're never supposed to say no when you do improv yeah you're supposed to say yes and yes and let's no. talk about our plans at pax oh yeah let's do that we're on so many panels are we yeah so um uh if you're gonna be at penny arcade uh, i'm gonna burp real quick do it in the microphone do it wow, oh that was so that was loud Oh, that was a big guy. Oh, that no. That was a big boy. That's definitely getting edited out. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it no. is. Yeah. It sounded like a frog. 
Yeah, it did. <laughs> I've like honestly, it's very rare in my life that such a noise will be emitted from my body. I've never heard you make that noise. I think maybe there's only 10 other times in my life where I've Damn, burped and such. we got it on, we recorded it. I honestly think I might have to keep it in the episode because it was such a rare bird. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle. Right. So next week... Oh God, it hurts us to say. Uh, next week will be uh, a Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle. So Jen and I are going to be on a few panels, and you can go to watch them if you are going to be in town and have a badge. So on on Friday of Penny Arcade Expo in the Chicken Theater, Chicken at, at four thirty p.m. It's making friends and geek spaces. Uh, Jen and I and a bunch of our cool friends are going to tell you how to make friends and geek spaces or how to not do that because sometimes you don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> you totally sold this panel. I love that tagline. It's true though. Yeah. I, um, I then will also be on a panel called Let's Rank It. That is at 8 p.m. in the Sasquatch Theater, and I'm going to be on that panel with um, Felix Kramer, uh, Dave Lang, and other people. When is that? Oh, uh, 8 p.m. When? On Friday? Oh, Friday. This yeah. is all Friday. Now, Saturday. On Saturday. Oh, uh, the big boy. We got the big boy. So the big boy is we have a gigantic joint panel by we, I mean Cards Against Humanity, the company that Jen and I work for, uh, with Giant Bomb. And that is going to start at 4 o'clock p.m. in Taper Hall at the Benaroya Theater, located at 3rd and Union. Tapeworm Hall. Tapeworm Hall. <laughs> gross. Oh, gross. Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, we also have a couple things for you to go to. At 12.30 p.m. in the Hippogriff Theater, I will be moderating a panel called Promote Your Tabletop Game Like a Damn Professional. Uh, Lauren Gallagher from our company is going to be on it. Tim Fowers, uh, Anya from Kickstarter. It's going to be outstanding. So also at 2 o'clock p.m. in the Chicken Theater, I will be on a Women in Games panel, and you can watch me talk about uh, being a lady. Women in Games, no thank you. <laughs> Uh, and that's everything, I think. I'm boycotting that panel. Boycotting. <laughs> Boy. That's why it's called, oh. oh yeah. The ladies in games panel. So, yeah. Um, also, we're going to have some improv shows in the ACT Theater, which is attached to the convention center. You will walk in towards PAX, look to your right, see the giant Cards Against Humanity box, and walk inside of there. At night, we're going to have those improv shows at 8 o'clock p.m. All day, we'll have weird shenanigans, and we'll be writing custom cards, so you can come in and, and do that. And, I mean, I, I'm having a panic attack just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Woo! It'll be something. It'll be something. Ugh. See All you right. there. See, see you there. Or see you in our Ask Hole. If you'd like to ask us questions, go to ask.fm slash dofriendship and let us know if you have any inquiries that you'd like us to answer on this podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at dofriendship. I think that's it. Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Looking for the schedule.